0: Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to be in God's house today. Amen. I like what I feel in the house of the Lord. And I will just say that, you know, whatever the devil can do to distract you from getting what you need today, that's what he will do. Amen. He'll get you irritated with people. Uh, He'll get you feeling overwhelmed, feeling depressed, stressed, pressured. Amen. But it all was... Really bringing you to this place today to to receive what God has for you, and I know that sometimes we we, we kind of just jump right into it, but I, I just want to make sure that you understand I want to prepare you god 's going to do something in this house today amen amen I know I, I know I say that a lot of times and, and I mean it every time, okay but this this right here is probably the most important part of your week. It is. It really is, because even if you're struggling, you're not praying like you should, you're not reading the Word like you should, you're, you're still messing up and making mistakes. A lot of us have issues, okay? So you're not alone. In fact, you're in a building where people make mistakes every day. Amen? And it's not whether or not you deserve it or you could earn it. It's just the, the love of God is so amazing to us. And so when you come into this house and we get into an atmosphere like this and then the Word of God comes forth, the Word of God is alive. It's not just an old book that has a lot of good stuff in it. It's, it's alive. It's a living book. And so what happens whenever the Word is preached, the, the Scripture says that God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them. To save them. So, look, I know that it's going to kind of stretch you a little bit here, but Peter said on the day of Pentecost, he said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. And I always wondered how you could save yourself, and then whenever I realized it took the foolishness of preaching to save them, what I realized is a preaching does me no good unless I apply it to my life. Preaching does me no good unless I say, okay, God, I'm ready to receive your word. I want to receive your word, and then I want to apply it to my life. And then when I apply it, guess what it does? It saves me from this untoward generation. So in the next few minutes, you're going to have the opportunity to receive something from the word of the Lord and to apply it to your life. Now, I can't make you. You can come into this house and you can leave exactly the same way that you came. If you had a financial need when you came, you'll leave with a financial need if, if that's, you just came for that. If you came today and uh, you just wanted to see somebody and see what outfit they had on or, uh, you know, you just were all, all into the social aspect of coming to church, guess what? You're probably not going to get much out of the preaching and you're going to leave. You're going to be like, man, that guy, he just, man, he goes off sometimes and I just don't know. But that's fun. That's a, It's a fun thing. It's a little fun experience. I like to go and hang out with my peeps. Or you can make the best use of your time and say, I want the Word of God. I want to be like a sponge today and I want to soak up everything that God has for me. Amen. I want to hear whatever God wants to speak into my life today. Amen. Amen. If you did not already know, I am A.J. Dummett. I'm the lead pastor here at this church. And uh, I want to welcome all of our guests today, all of you that this is your first time or this is uh, a a one of your first times being with us. We're so glad that you're here. I also want to welcome everyone that's watching us online today. Uh, We know that a lot of people check us out. We have people that check us out all over America and even around the world uh, on our live stream. And so we want to say thank you for checking us out online. And uh, we look forward to seeing you very soon soon. Hopefully you will pay us a personal visit. But let me just set the stage for where we're going today, and I'm going to let you be seated uh, because I want to kind of set the stage, and then we'll read scripture in just a moment. But this is, today what I feel to talk about is a very sensitive subject, uh, especially in our community. And uh, so let me just kind of set the stage, and then we'll, we'll, go, we'll go right there. Um, I want to just start by saying thank you to all of our veterans. It's not a special Veterans Day or anything like that. But I think maybe enough is not said. So all of our veterans, if you would, I want you just to stand in the house today. If you would stand. If all of our veterans would just stand. We want to thank you for your service. For your sacrifice. Amen. 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 we have many veterans that are in our church now and several uh, that are have been deployed or have left and gone from this church and now pcs to another location or now are retired but I, I just want to thank all of them uh, we are very proud and thankful for the sacrifice and the service of all of our veterans uh, and this message really is born out of things that God is doing in our local church and what I feel like he wants to do in the very near future and so uh, one of the things that I'm going to deal with today today uh, will probably directly affect some of our veterans and I want to, I want to set that stage. Um, One of the predominant aspects of living in a military community where men and women have been in actual combat situations is the psychiatric issues uh, that they have to deal with. I, I can't tell you how many times we've had soldiers and have soldiers in this building, in this service with PTSD. Um, we have had multiple uh, people in our church who have had to deal with and endure this, this very real and present trauma. And so I talk about it today not to cause them any additional grief, uh, but to bring you hope. That's my goal, and, and I, I'm going to look at it from a couple different perspectives, so if you would uh, please bear with me, because I'm not an expert on PTSD, I've studied it a little bit, I have a little bit of experience uh, with people that have PTSD, uh, I have a general understanding about it, but uh, even though I'm not an expert, I'm going to get to the Word of God, and we're going we're gonna to handle it from an expert's perspective, okay? Okay. So, from my limited exposure, what I have found is that the most common type of mental issue uh, in our community and in most military communities is what is called PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. So you might say, well, what is PTSD? Well, the history of it is prior to the studies of Vietnam veterans, uh, there was very little scientific study on what we today call PTSD. In the 1800s, the the condition that people would go through, uh, it was actually called exhaust following the stress of battle and characterized by mental shutdown. In the 1900s, during World War One, the term shell-shock emerged. And so if people had PTSD, they said they were shell-shocked. And then during World War II, the term combat fatigue be, be, uh, became the, the, the buzzword. But after Vietnam and extensive studies in uh, the 1980s, the, the term post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, was used and now is officially the term that is used today. PTSD is described, and I want you to pay very close attention because some of you already know this, but those of you that don't, I want to just reiterate what PTSD actually is. It's described as occurring when a person has been exposed to a traumatic event. The person either experienced, witnessed, or was confronted with an event or events that actually involved them or threatened death to them or serious injury or even the threat of uh, this, this just fear itself and, and it, it, it imposed itself on them or on someone very close to them. And the symptoms when you deal with PTSD, the symptoms are feeling upset by things that remind you of what happened in the past having nightmares, vivid memory flashbacks, feeling emotionally cut off from others, feeling numb or losing interest in things that you used to care about, becoming depressed, being anxious, having difficulty sleeping, and can't keep your mind on one thing in particular, having a hard time relating to others. These are just some of the symptoms of PTSD. And then uh, for for my knowledge, from what I have understood, that there are really only two types of treatment for PTSD out there today, and that is counseling and medication. Counseling can help you understand the thoughts and discover ways to cope with your feelings, while medication uh, basically is, it's, and, and I, I think I'm saying this right, it's called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and basically what those do is they cause you to feel less worried and uh, less sad. Basically, it kind of helps you to, to not feel the extremes of those low emotions. PTSD is very real in the natural, but I want to just tell you that I have really felt from God to deal with this in our church because it is a very real spiritual issue as well. I've never had PTSD in the natural. I've never experienced it personally. I've had several friends and several uh, members of this church who I know have had it and uh, I have not had to deal with it naturally but I can I can swear up and down to you on the Bible today. I've dealt with it spiritually. You say, well pastor what are you talking about? I I want to just kinda help you understand something. It's not always warfare in the natural that causes PTSD sometimes when you're trying to live for God and you're fighting spiritual warfare you will deal with it in the spiritual as well some of you wonder why you're going through some of the things you're going through and feeling some of the feelings that you're feeling and I will tell you that God has given me answers for you today and I hope In the next few moments, we're going to unpack some of this and I really want you to stay with me because I feel like God's going to deliver some of us and help us with our understanding. So with that in mind, I want to turn your attention to the Word of God. If you would, let's stand for just a moment. And I want to read one verse of Scripture and that is Psalm 100 verse 4. Psalm 100 and verse 4. It says, Enter into his gates. With thanksgiving and into His courts with praise, be thankful unto Him and bless His name. That sounds like a weird verse whenever we're talking about PTSD. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise and be thankful unto Him and bless His name. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Speak to us here in the next few moments and let us, God, really understand and apply your word in in every situation, God. And God, we will allow you to change and transform our lives into who you want us to be. And we give you the praise and the glory for it today in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 Thank you. And you may be seated. Please understand that this scripture we just read is a principle. It tells us how we are to enter into the kingdom of God. It tells us how we are to enter into His presence and into His gates. Someone may be saying, Well, Pastor, where are you going with this? I thought you were going to preach to us about PTSD. Well, I I, want to preach to you for the next few moments on on PTSD, but not necessarily post-traumatic stress disorder. I want to preach to you for the next few moments on praising through Satan's door. PTSD is going to take on a whole new meaning in the next few moments. Praising through Satan's door. Now, some of us are dealing with issues that we don't understand and that we have trouble with. You've got to understand, first of all, what PTSD can do in your life and what uh, the devil is trying to uh, cause it to be in your life. There's a door. If you have a door, uh, like if we close the doors into the sanctuary, uh, that keeps people in or it keeps people out, right? So if you have a door, it is an access point or it is a way to close people off. When we have, uh, you have people in your home, right? And you have some of the rooms that are not necessarily clean. And you throw everything in there at the last minute. What do you do? You shut those doors. Why? You don't want people going in there. Or looking in there and seeing. I didn't have time to clean up before you came over. I just threw everything on the bed. Am I right? So it, it can either... Get, give you access to something or it can take away access to something and so what the devil tries to do is the devil tries to, uh, tries to place doors and tries to place gates in our way to hinder or to stop our progress in this very spiritual battle that we face the doors that Satan uses are hindrances and they're, they're barricades to try to stop us from becoming who God has intended for us to be Jesus said, The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Who's the church? That means the gates of hell are going to try to prevail, but then they shall not. (laughs) The gates of hell will try. And the devil will throw everything that he can at you. When you try, I'm telling you, when you start getting closer to God, uh, your family will turn on you, your friends will turn on you, people will start talking about you, you whatever addictions you have, uh, you know what, they'll, they'll start ramping up and feeling like, you know, I can't live without this. You know why that is? Because the devil's losing his grip on you. Amen. And so he throws up every roadblock, every barrier, every hindrance. He tries to throw some gates and some doors in the way to keep you from becoming who God wants you to be. And so the scripture says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare... Did you hear that that phrase? Warfare... They're not carnal. That means they're not fleshly. We don't just, you know, get out, you know, AKs and and grenades. That's not how we fight spiritual battles. It says they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of... What is a stronghold? Hold that thought. Warfare. Let's go back to warfare. Let's start out with the easy one. Warfare, if you look in the original Greek, it comes from a word that means military service. Paul is saying that this Christian journey is one of hardship and danger, and there are difficulties that oppose us and cause stresses and some, uh, present some traumatic events. He's saying everybody that's going to become who God wants to be, they're going to have to do some warfare. They're going to have to fight some fights. They come on somebody. They're going to have to be in some battles. It's literally warfare. You say, "Well, what do you mean? It's literally warfare." It's warfare of your mind. It's warfare of your heart. It's warfare of your emotions. And some people say, "Well, I don't I don't, you know, I just want to go to a church that loves me and makes me feel good every Sunday." Well, you're not ever going to grow. You'll never become who God wants you to be. You've got to fight some fights. You've got to battle some battles. Why? Because the Scripture says, and Paul made it very clear, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We are fighting a spiritual warfare. We are engaged in a spiritual battle. And the devil will do everything he can to gain strongholds and put gates and doors in our way. Ephesians 6 and verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. My problem is not with you. Your problem is not with me. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we're dealing with. You don't have a people problem, you have a spiritual problem. Amen. Your your, your issue is not with people, it's with spirits. Well... I'm not going to get super detailed today, but I can just tell you there are times when I'm in a restaurant or I'm in a store, and I'm, I'm starting to have a confrontation with somebody, and I have to stop, and I have to remind myself, I'm not, I'm not at odds with this person. I'm not at odds with the person. There are spirits that are warring here. Somebody say, oh, well, they're just a jerk, and blah, 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 blah. Well, what causes them to be a jerk? You know what? Some days I can be a jerk. Right? If my spirit's not right, if my attitude's not right, if I let things... There's a reason why we go through spiritual warfare. We are not wrestling against each other. Our fight is not with one another, but the spiritual warfare that we face, it causes traumatic events. Somebody can say something. Somebody can do something and, you know, it's not necessarily that person because probably two days later that person will completely have forgotten they even said or did anything to you, but it's still lingering in your mind. You still keep going over. In fact, when you try to go to sleep, you remember what they said. You remember what? Come on now. You're replaying the situation in your head and how dare they and how could they and why. That's spiritual warfare. The reason that we deal with some of the emotions and the feelings that we deal with is because we're fighting a spiritual warfare. You're not crazy. Oh, some of you, you're like, well, yeah, I don't know, Pastor. Maybe I am. You feel like that. You feel like sometimes you are losing your mind. And the reason that you feel like that is because you're dealing with another realm, a spiritual realm. It's not just natural. If everything was just, you know, just, just one realm and we only had to deal with the natural, then you know what? There's a lot of things that would just work themselves out. But the problem is we're not dealing, <coughs> excuse me, we are not dealing with just the natural. We are dealing with spiritual warfare. So that means everything can be hunky-dory. You can be having a great day. You know, your orange juice tasted just right or your coffee was perfect and you walked out the door. But the first person that you see, might be the one that the devil has messed with to mess with you. Right? Come on now. You, you, I'm, not, I'm not way out there in left field. You know what I'm talking about. And everything can, you know, and you might have had a great day with that person just a day ago. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> what in the world? You know, there's every once in a while, I, I'm like, you know, did I miss something? You know? Well, I thought we had a good day yesterday. Did I miss something today? You know, did, did I, you know, say something or do something to you that I don't remember or don't know about? Well, why, why is it that we are at, at odds with people because there are spirits that we're dealing with? Now, some of you say, well, Pastor, that's, that's fine, and I, I just don't get into all that, you know, looking for a devil behind every bush. I'm not looking for the devil. But he seems to find me. And if you think that all your problems are just natural problems and they can go away with you just doing a little bit better or being a little bit better or paying a little bit more, you're out of your mind. The devil wants to mess with your mind. He wants to mess with your emotions. Do you know why he wants to do that? Because he wants to gain a stronghold. He, he wants to have a place in your mind. That's why the Scripture says that we should not give place to the devil. Because if we give place to the devil, then he has a spot. And that's all he needs. That's all he needs because when we are fighting spiritual warfare and we go through some of these things, we have these traumatic events that happen in our minds and in our hearts and our emotions, our spirit, and they can cause strongholds to to happen. And so strongholds are really their PTSD on a spiritual level. Some of you are are, are not following me, so let 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 me slow down just a little bit. PTSD on a spiritual level. The Bible says that the weapons are, are warfare. They're not, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Do you know, well, I'm not going to give you a military lesson because there's more military minds in here than me that are much better than me. So, so let me just say, a stronghold, when a stronghold occurs, it occurs because the enemy took some territory and then established themselves in that territory. So so what happens with a stronghold is you go through some traumatic events, and you have a little bit of rejection, you have a little bit of fear, you have a little bit of anxiety, and then what, next thing you know, the devil's got this foothold. And so, you know, you used to serve at the church, you used to you know, be involved in this, or used to be involved in that, but now you can't anymore because somebody said this to you, or somebody did this, or pastor didn't shake your hand and tell you he really appreciated all that you were doing, and you got your feelings hurt, and so the devil used that, It's quiet in here now. Post-traumatic spiritual disorders occur. Post-traumatic spiritual disorder is whenever your feelings get hurt and you get offended or you you get hurt and rejected by somebody at the church or something at the church. (laughs) Or maybe just somebody that is close to you tells you, Oh, no, 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 You, you, you can never be used by God. You could never do this. You could never do that. There are people in this building that have heard the lies and and, and for some time uh, have allowed the lies of the enemy to hold them captive to establish a stronghold in their mind. I, I can tell you as a young child things that happened to me at church and things that happened around the church setting and, and you would it would shock you. Some of you, you, you don't even understand. And some of you would say, yeah, I know I've had some of the same or very similar experiences. And, and strongholds that occur on a spiritual level is a mental condition brought about by a traumatic event. Some of you have had things happen in the natural that you thought were just natural, but they were actually spiritual. Abuse. Abuse is not a natural. Abuse is a spiritual issue. It's spiritual trauma. You say, what are you talking about? Well, when you undergo abuse and you feel like you don't have a parent that really loves you, then you have trouble accepting that God could love you. When you have a dad that walks out on you and doesn't give you the time of day and doesn't want to have anything to do with your life, you tend to feel like, well, maybe that's how God is too. Maybe I have to earn His love and earn His respect. And maybe I have to do something grand in order to get Him to like me. I'm I'm not trying to look I'm not trying to be rude to anybody here you got to understand you are going through things and the things that you are enduring some of the habits that you formed are because of abuse that you suffered and 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 things that happened to you and whether it happened to you or you just fell into it you did some some of us we just make bad decisions right you can have all the, the, the good life that you want but then you make a bad decision you fall into something and you get yourself into a mess. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying there, there's little things that you can do that you can put yourself into bad situations. You can make it so easy for the devil to come in. You didn't even realize that video that you were watching or that, that, that movie that you were watching that had witchcraft in it. You didn't realize. You didn't understand that that game that, you know, had spells and enchantments in it and all that stuff that you were messing with. You, you didn't realize that was really attaching itself to your spirit. You didn't get that, but now it's, it's starting to be very apparent uh, that there's something not right, and something you're just not growing spiritually like you want to, and, and, and so you're wondering, why can't I do some of the things that I want to do? Why can't I break free from some of these old habits and addictions? And sometimes we make bad choices, and, and we allow ourselves to get hooked on. I had a, a young man that uh, texted me uh, a while back uh, this past week, two or three days ago, and he, he said, I got a testimony. I said, awesome, man. Tell me what it is. And he said, I, I, I'm going to only listen to, to godly music and praise music now. And he, he said, I used to listen to Beyonce and Rihanna and uh, Lil Wayne and Eminem. And he said, I'm not going to listen to that stuff anymore. And I was like, well, praise God. Do you know why? Because that's a stronghold. That's a stronghold. Uh, I can tell you, and I don't think it will embarrass her, but but Jessica, when she came in, music was a stronghold in her life. Now, guess what? She leads worship, and she is one of our main worship people. The reason is because God can take those things that are weaknesses in your life, those post-traumatic spiritual disorders, amen, and He can turn those things around and use them for His glory. Amen. And some people say, oh, well, Pastor, are you saying something about my music? Well, I, I'm not saying anything directly about your music, but if it's a stronghold in your life. I, I'm on something here because it's getting warm. You know, they say, you know, are you there? Uh, Colder, colder. Warmer, warmer. I am definitely, I'm warmer right now. I'm getting close right there. There is something that happens that takes place in a person whenever we develop something as far as a a habit or uh, a need in our life. Some of us have special things that we like and that we don't like. And, you know, when I was growing up, um, I remember, uh, and you guys are going to laugh, but I remember, you know, we didn't really have a lot of Christian music like we have today. We had a handful of people, just a, just a small handful of people. And I could tell, I mean, I can name some of them to you and you guys will laugh. Uh, but we had people like Michael W. Smith and, and Carmen, you know, we had Sandy Patty and, uh, you know, Larnell Harris. And we, th- these are some of you guys, some of you are like, I don't even know who those people are. At that time, Toby Mac was still, you know, he wasn't even D.C. Talk. D.C. Talk was just coming around whenever I was a teenager. So some of you are like, I don't even know who D.C. Talk is. Toby Mac, the lead singer from uh, uh, what's the uh, Australian Newsboys, and then uh, Michael Tate. So they had all these guys. Michael Tate, that's who it was. Michael Tate, Toby Mac, and Kevin Whatever his name, that was DC Talk. Anyway, some of you guys, you could just Google it. You'll be able to figure it out, all right? But that's we didn't have a whole lot of music. And so I remember, uh, you know, like all my friends, they were all listening to stuff like the Beastie Boys and uh, Run DMC. Anybody know what I'm talking about that? Nope, nobody? You know, and some of my other friends were rocking out with, you know, Van Halen and Guns N' Roses and... Hey, am I making any sense? Does anybody know? Okay. So I was like, you know what, all I have is praise and worship music to listen to. And uh, Carmen was pretty cool, you know, he wrote like story songs, that was fun. But I didn't have a whole lot of music, and so I remember uh, (coughs) my mom going with me to help pick out some music at the Christian bookstore. And I got this this Christian rap album, you guys are going to really laugh, it was called Preachers in Disguise. I don't know why preachers would ever want to be in disguise, but P-I-D, Preachers in Disguise. You can look them up. And and my favorite album that they had was Back to Back, Back to Back with a new track. Oh okay. I won't I won't do it. But it, but that's that's what we had. That's all we had, right? We didn't have a whole lot. So it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I, I had to be very careful because when I would be around my friends, they would be listening to the wrong stuff. And, and it would cause me to want to listen to the wrong stuff. And so for a while, uh, I listened, even though I would come to church and, you know, everything would be, I would, I would, like I knew all those songs out there, you know, I, I would hear those songs and, and it wasn't just at, you know, at the places we would eat or places we would go hang out, my friend's house. Then I began to want to listen to those songs, you know, when I was by myself. Because music has a way of gaining a stronghold in your life and music affects your emotions. It makes you feel happy, it makes you feel sad, makes you, I'm going to s- skip some of the feelings that it makes you have. It can also make you feel mad and angry, right? And you know, there's some music that just makes you, it just makes you feel good, right? You know, driving down the road on a nice Sunday and take me home, country road. <laughs> now I've really lost you, right? <laughs> Y'all yeah, don't know anything about that, right? Okay, but music has a way to gain strongholds in your life, and so you might not think that some of the things that you're dealing with actually are spiritual disorders, but they can become spiritual disorders. It It starts out usually very innocent, but then before you know it, it has a hold on you. And if something has a hold on you, then it becomes a stronghold for the devil in your life. That's why we don't want to be bound by addiction. We don't want to have uh, addictions of alcohol and tobacco and, and drugs and, and pornography and a lot of these things that hold us bound. Why? And the, the main reason is because they become strongholds that the devil can use. to. They're, they're, think of a stronghold as a door or a gate. The devil can say, "Oh yeah, you, you can come this far, but you can't go any further than this. You know, you'll never be this used by God you'll never be this effective you're going to have to stay on that side and so a lot of us we deal with things and you know some of us we deal with things like instability we've been instable most of our lives we've been in a, a situation where maybe the parents got divorced or the parents were separated and, and things just have been topsy-turvy in our life and we're always we seem like we're always making bad decisions and we keep making bad decisions and it's like a cycle. And, and, and I'm going to say this and I don't mean this to be rude towards anyone, but some of us just making bad decisions perpetually has become our stronghold. We like make bad decisions and stack them on the next one. Until we're in such a mess, and then we lie to cover it up, and we try to not let anybody see that part of us, the real, you know, the real us, and we feel like we have to hide all that stuff. Why? Because it's a stronghold. It's a spiritual disorder in our life. We can't open up and be vulnerable because we think people will think I'm so stupid. They'll, just, they'll see me for what I am, and they will run the other direction. The good news is that that's not the kind of place you're in today. The good news is that Jesus came to set you free and he wants to set you free from stress disorder and spiritual disorder in your life. But let me let me let me get to the the heart of it here. Strongholds. What are strongholds? They're mindsets. Everybody say mindsets. What's a mindset? It's a mental condition. If I were to ask you, what is your mental condition today? What would you say? I mean, some of you, you'd be like, oh, Pastor, don't ask me that. You don't want to know. What is your mental condition today? Sometimes our mental conditions get impregnated with helplessness or hopelessness, with with doubt, with anxiety, with depression and discouragement, and it causes a person to believe that something in their life is unchangeable, even if that goes contrary to the Word of God. Like God's Word says, I know that God's Word says it, but it's just not for me. I know that God's Word says that, but that's good for everybody else. But that really doesn't apply to me. What is that? That's a stronghold. That's a stronghold that that says you'll never be free. You'll never break free. You are bound by this. You, You stop here. You can go no further. So a stronghold is a, spiritually, it's a mental issue. Remember what we read about PTSD? It's when a person believes in their mind that this is the way it is because of this event that happened in my life. The preacher talked yesterday in the, in the teens' rally, in the students' rally, about uh, people who have been through stuff, and they say, I, I can never be in ministry because of this event that happened in my life. Or I can never really be a child of God and be faithful and consistent because of this thing that happened in my life. And so, what the devil will do is he looks for every opportunity man he looks for every opportunity he he will look for some somebody'll say something to you at church or say something around you just in your general area at church and you 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 know normally you can't hardly hear you know somebody that's talking right in your face but somebody down the hall says something negative about the church it's like you have supersonic ears <laughs> right you're just like what what did they say the pastor did oh my goodness you look you're laughing but you know i'm telling the truth it is kind of weird to me how how that the scripture says that 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 the devil is the prince and power of the air right that means he's controlling the airwaves. That's why when we come and we start worshiping God, and we, we're taking over the airwaves. We're taking the, the, the devil's kingdom by force. We're just, we're just shredding his kingdom. Hey Amen. I, I don't know if you understand this, but what happens whenever somebody starts talking negatively about the church or about things that are going on in their life and about God, what happens is, uh, let's just say, you know, you are going to move on. You say it and then you move on. Whoever heard it doesn't move on. It sticks in their head. That's how the devil works. And he gains a stronghold. And then every time they start to, you know, do more for God or step out in faith or be more for God, you know what the devil does? He goes back to that negative word that they heard. You don't believe me? There's scriptural precedent for it. When the ten spies came back, they said, oh, we can't do it. The two said, yes, we can. We could take it. And the, two, the ten said, oh, no, we're not big enough. We're not strong enough. We can't do it. And guess who won out? The negative. Because the negative seems to always cut through. And if it can bring fear, if it can bring anxiety, if it can overwhelm you, then it's got you. Well, I can't step out, I can't. And that's where faith comes in. That's where praising through Satan's door begins to be PTSD. Amen. So when you start suffering, and when you start being overwhelmed, and you start dealing with anxiety, let me tell you, that is not God's will. You say, well, Pastor, are you trying to make me feel bad for having PTSD? Absolutely not. If you have PTSD on the natural level, and you are here today, I want you to know this is the best place you could be. This is the best place you could be. This is better than going to a psychiatry. This is better than going to a doctor or getting medication. I'm I'm, all, I'm for that. I want to do and I want to see you do whatever helps you. But please understand me. Being in the presence of God. Being in the house of God, with the people of God. We talk about having safe places. Amen. Having a, a healthy environment. This is your healthy environment. This is the place that you need to be. When you're dealing with emotional strongholds and spiritual battles, this is the place that you need to be. Amen. Because you can't get it from your Bud Light. You, come on now. You can't get it from your, 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 your joint. You can't. Oh, but Pastor, you don't understand. It takes away the pain. Yeah, until the high goes away and then the pain's back. (laughs) I'm getting some looks. I must have stepped on something up in here. You you can't get it from your cigarettes. But you don't know, Pastor. I'm I'm shaky. I got to have one. No, you don't. You really don't. You absolutely can. Come on, you can do this. Well, Pastor, you don't know because you haven't been addicted. I haven't been addicted to cigarettes, but I've been addicted to music. Well, come on now. I don't know what it is, that the, the stronghold it is, but, but you're dealing with it right now. You've got it right now. You, you understand. I don't even really, I could stop right here and you know what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm trying to preach to you because the Holy Ghost is quickening it to your spirit right now. These mental uh, doors that you have are strongholds. They're strategically placed in your mind by the enemy of your soul and they're trying to stop you from getting to the place God wants you to be. You're feeling upset. Here's some of the symptoms. You say, well, I don't know if I got, I don't have the natural stress disorder, but maybe I have spiritual disorder. This is what you find. Here here we go. The symptoms of your strongholds. You're feeling upset by things that remind you of the past. The devil knows, uh, says, I know what you used to do, or I know what you used to be. And now feelings of guilt and shame grip your heart and your mind, and they try to stop you from progressing any further because of who you used to be. Well, I used to be, I used to be a not, not so good person. Cheater, liar, thief. Some of you might have been violent. Some of you might have had issues with family, abuse. But that's not who you are anymore. Amen. There are people in this building, I'm, I'm promising you, there are people in this building that have outsend you They have. You are are not the worst person in here. I mean, I'm sure that I would give anybody a close run, number one. Number two, there's a lot of people in here that have gone through things that you don't even know about, you couldn't know about. And so please hear me when I say, when you have these feelings that uh, you know, remind you of your past and they come back and the devil gives you these flashbacks or these memories that are trying to draw you back into the old life, realize that's what it is. It's a stronghold. When you start losing interest in the things that you once cared about, you don't pray like you used to. Maybe you, you, you don't even pray at all. You don't sing like you used to when it comes time to worship in here you know you don't really worship you just kind of stand and look around and fold your arms and stick your hands in your pocket and you're like come on let's go let's get through it I'm ready to go eat you get irritated by people that are worshiping around you I wish they'd settle down because it's going to make service go longer look I'm hitting it right now I some of y'all don't know this but I am I am on it It's nervous laughter, thank you. (laughs) What is the problem? You wonder, what is wrong with me? Why am I this person that Pastor is describing that has a spiritual, post-traumatic spiritual disorder? Why? Why is it me? How am I dealing with this? Because somehow, some way, the devil gained a foothold and it turned into a stronghold in your mind. And before we leave this place in just a few moments, that stronghold's got to come down. Amen. There's going to be chains that are going to fall. Amen. There's going to be fear that's going to bow. Why? Because Jesus is here. Amen. We just sing about it. You are here touching every heart. You are here healing every heart. That's what He's talking about. He's not just here just so that we can feel His presence. He's here to do some work on our hearts. He's here to do some work on our minds, on our emotions. Amen. We just want Him to move on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here it is, and I'm going to give you the secret. I told you I had a secret. I'm going to give you the secret. I already kind of revealed it, but let me just say, how do you overcome PTSD? How do you overcome a post-traumatic stress disorder? I told you earlier, being in the presence of God. How do you overcome a post-traumatic spiritual disorder? By praising through Satan's door satan puts strongholds he puts doors in your life to try to keep you out you got to praise through the scripture says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name that's how you get through ptsd that's how you beat spiritual disorders and emotional mental things that you're facing spiritually you praise through satan's door you have to stand up and say, God, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care what anybody else says or does. I've got to praise you today. I've got to give you the glory. I've got to bring honor to your name. And I give you the glory from my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because your victory is in your praise. You can beat spiritual disorders if you'll praise. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be standing right now, and you can stand with me. You may be standing at Satan's door in your mind and in your heart, and it feels like you can't go any further, but I want you to know you are unstoppable. Yeah. You, you, look, look, look. I, you, you're, you're not hearing me. Some of you just say, oh, that's nice. I'm unstoppable. No, you are unstoppable. Yeah. You really are. You are unstoppable. I This stronghold in your life will come down. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to tell him that right now. Say, this stronghold will come down. How do you know this, Pastor? Well, because my Bible tells me in Matthew sixteen eighteen, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then 1 Corinthians 6:19 says what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which ye have of God? Ye are not your own. Oh, you're not you're not following. You are the church. Say it. I am the church. The church is not a building, it's a body of people. So when we say the unstoppable church, what we mean is the unstoppable you church is unstoppable. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. But some of you need to personalize it and you need to say, I am the church and the gates of hell will not prevail in my life. The gates of hell will not prevail in my mind. The gates of hell will not prevail in my spirit. These strongholds have to come down. Strongholds of anxiety, strongholds of depression come on, stronghold of sickness and disease. It's coming down in my life. If you learn how to praise through Satan's door, you'll have victory in your life every time. You've heard me say it. I'm, I'm not trying to keep you standing, but you, you've heard me say it. When you start feeling that, that pull, that addiction, I need to have a smoke. No, you don't. What you need to do is praise through Satan's door. I need to have a drink. No, what you need is you need to lift up your hands right there where you are and praise through Satan's door. Come on, somebody. Sit the bourbon down. Throw the Bud Light out. And lift up your hands and say, God, I'm not going to let anything hold me down. I'm not going to let anything keep me bound. Come on, somebody. You need to get rid of your marijuana. And you need to say, God, I'm going to let you heal me. I don't need any cannabis. Come on, somebody. I just need a special dose of the Holy Ghost in my life. Let, let Let me finish this. Isaiah 54 17 no weapon formed against thee shall prosper every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me saith the Lord no weapon No stronghold No foothold Come on, you might be standing at a door of discouragement today or loneliness or sickness, hopelessness, hopelessness, addiction, sadness, fear, uncertainty. You've got to remember this one statement. If you don't remember anything else, I say it to you all the time. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Satan is already defeated in general. Jesus has already won the victory. Look, he, he rubbed Satan's nose in it. That's what the scripture says. He said, made it a show of him openly, Josh. It said, Jesus, once he rose from the grave, he basically took devil's nose and rubbed it and said, look, you ain't got nothing. So in general, Satan is defeated. But here's what has to happen. You've got to praise through Satan's door for, for Satan to be defeated in your life. And for strongholds to come down. Remember there was two types, right? There's two types of of dealing with uh, PTSD. There's two types of dealing with post-traumatic spiritual disorder as well. Counseling. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. And he will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn in. You'll know a little fire is burning. You'll find a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. You, you wonder why you're having so much trouble? Just have a little talk with Jesus. Quit going to Facebook for your answers. Come on, somebody. All Facebook wants to do is steal your privacy anyway. You need, come on, you need to go to Jesus. Have a little talk with the one who can do something about it. That's the counselor that you need.
1: Hallelujah. The scripture calls him the wonderful counselor. Well, he's
0: not just the mighty God and the Prince of Peace. He's the wonderful counselor. Amen. Before I go spend $200 an hour to get my mind right, I'm going to have a little talk with Jesus. I'm going to tell him all about my trouble. Why? Because he'll hear my faintest cry and he'll answer by and by. I want you to know you need counseling, you need Jesus. You're having a spiritual disorder. You don't need to go see the psychiatrist. You need to talk to Jesus. You need to come down here and say, God, get my mind right. Work work this stuff out in my mind. You need to praise through Satan's door. And the second type was what? Medication, right? You're like, hmm, medication. You know what somebody recently told me? And I'm, I hope if you're here, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not going to call your name out. But somebody said, You know what? I just like getting high on the Holy Ghost. That's how they put it. They said, I like getting high on Jesus. I like feeling that high of the Holy Ghost. What the marijuana couldn't do. What the cocaine didn't do. Come on, somebody. Well. If you'll get high on the Holy Ghost, if you'll let the Holy Ghost lead you, that's what some of you need. I'm just going to say this right now. You've been dealing with spiritual disorders, but what some of you need, you need a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You need a good dose of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will turn your sadness into joy. Come on, it'll turn your worry into peace. It'll turn your uh, your, your struggles into stepping stones. Amen. Many of you, you've felt the power of God on you in services like this. But you need to have the power of God in you. You need the Holy Ghost. God's Spirit to give you the power every day for God's will to be done in your life. And then when you have the Holy Ghost, you just need to renew it all the time. One of my favorite preachers, he says, you need to speak in tongues every day. Now, some people are saying, why do I need to speak in tongues? What he's saying is you need to let the Holy Ghost be renewed in you every day on a regular basis. You know what will keep you from doing some stupid stuff? Having a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost today. You know what's going to keep you from doing stupid stuff tomorrow? Fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. Well... I I don't... Look, somebody asked me the other day, they said, why don't you drink? You live in a bourbon area, why don't you drink? I said, man... I am so much fun without all that stuff. You cannot imagine I would be unbearable. I don't need that. I'm 41 years old. I don't need that stuff. I got the Holy Ghost. When I'm down, the Holy Ghost picks me up. When I'm sad, the Holy Ghost makes me happy. When I get depressed, the Holy Ghost... Come on, somebody. I can bust through anything if I praise through Satan's door. I'm not going to let, I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'm going to get into his courts with praise. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to bless his name. That's what I need. That's what I need. I need some Holy Ghost in my life today. So I want to open up this altar today. And I want to tell you, this is the answer. This is the secret. You just praise through Satan's door. Pastor, I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Okay, let me just make it real simple. You get your focus off of you and you get it on God. You start thanking Him for whatever. If you just feel a little bit, you might just even feel just a little, just a little tingle. Anybody ever feel a little tingle? Watch. This is what you do. Jesus, I thank you for that little tingle that I feel. You know what's going to happen? Whew. You're going to feel a lot tingle. You're going to feel your goosebumps on your goosebumps. Come on, somebody. Somebody explained it to me. They said, it's like electricity. It goes through from my head to my feet. Yeah, that's fine. I've had people say, it's like I got hot from my feet all the way up to my head. Come on, whatever whatever works for you, whatever happens for you, I want you to know, if you'll praise through Satan's door, the way that you do that is you just start acknowledging God. I thank you for what I feel in this house. I thank you because I know that you're a healing God. You're a delivering God. You're a God who loves me. Man, you just start saying that, and you mean it from your heart, something's going to take over. You're going to start speaking in a language that you've never spoken before. Amen. God's going to fill you with his spirit, and if you're already filled with his spirit, you're going to start speaking again. Come on, somebody. So come to this altar today. Lift up your hands and begin to praise through Satan's door hallelujah this altar is open right now amen the scripture says in hebrews chapter 4 that we are invited to approach the throne of grace boldly so some of us you're walking like i don't know i don't know if he wants to do it no 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 no. you walk up here and you say god i know that you died for me i know that you gave your blood for me i know god that you love me come on somebody step out of your seat and walk up here boldly lift up your hands and begin to praise through satan's door Hallelujah. God wants to do something powerful in your life. He wants to remove that stronghold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not letting anything hold me
1: back. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, say it. Praise him. Yeah! Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Hallelujah. Come on if you'll just
0: lift up your voice. If you'll just lift up your voice, chains are falling right now.
1: Those song are being loose in your mind right now. Hallelujah. Things that held you back for years are gonna come off of you right now. Oh
0: of time, but I feel to do this right now. I want anybody who is suffering and you feel like you're suffering, you know that you're suffering from a stress disorder. You feel it. You're Maybe, maybe from military trauma. Maybe it's not from military trauma, but you feel like I, I really know that that PTSD, the natural, I'm dealing with that. I want you just to come right up here to the front. If you are dealing with it now, even if it's just slightly, we're going to pray for you. Okay. I, I feel like we need to do this. It'd be be really ashamed to talk about this and not not pray through it okay so we're going to do that if you're not suffering from it but you have suffered from it and God has delivered you I want you up here I need you up here okay so if you're if you're not dealing with it right now but you have dealt with it amen and God has delivered you and given you strength amen so if you're if you are dealing with it right now I want you to line up right here just in front of right here just right in front of me you're dealing with it right now hallelujah Amen. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. All right. Now, if you have been, you have been delivered. God has touched you and taken it from you. I want you just to raise your hand. Just raise your hand for me. All right. Now, if you would, man to man, lady to lady, and, and those of you, we'll make sure that everybody is covered. I'm going to pray, but they're going to lay hands on you. Amen. And we're going to believe that God is going to touch you right now. This is look. God does not intend for you to live this way. He does not intend for you to live this way. I, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people healed in a service like this. And, and, and those anxieties and those fears and those, those overwhelming feelings, they're going to disappear. Because what it is, it's a stronghold. You have to understand, yes, some of you are dealing with it naturally, but there's a spiritual element to it, so we're going to pray for that right now. So if you would, those of you that are dealing with it, you're, you feel it on you right now, I want you just to just raise your hands up, right up, straight up in the air. Just do that. Surrender to God. Just raise your hands straight up in the air. Nobody's going to shake you. And those that are those that are standing around them, I want you to put hands on them right now You're dealing with these issues, raise both hands right up in the air. If you can do that, raise them both up. As high as you can, that's fine. All right. Now, everybody's got a hand on somebody right now in the name of Jesus. God, you shed your blood. God, so that healing could be here in this building today, in this place today. And God, it is not your will. Amen, for your children to be overwhelmed and to feel condemned and to feel anxiety and to feel all these pressures that they're feeling right now. So right now, God, we claim your healing over this PTSD right now in the name of Jesus. God, set them free, whether it's from combat or it's just from pressures and stresses of life or traumatic abuse that they've suffered. Hallelujah, God, whatever they have been put under right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you and we command, God, that these feelings of anxiety and hurt and depression that they go right now. Lord, these overwhelming feelings that are hard to control. God, that you would bring balance and peace. Your word says that you are giving us a sound mind. So right now, you're not the God of fear. You're not the God of anxiety. You're not the God of pressure. But of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So right now, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in them that was in you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You suffered. You took the oppression. You took the, the, the fear, the anxiety, and the hurt, the sting out of death and so right now God we command you Lord hallelujah hallelujah bring it back right now in the name of Jesus that sound mind that peace in my mind that strength in my mind hallelujah God I know the chains are falling off of me right now I receive healing right now in the name of Jesus I receive your healing God for my natural man for my spiritual man now, in the name of Jesus, in the name
1: of Jesus, Jesus, you change everything.
0: thank him right now god we thank you for the healing that's taking place god we thank you for healing right now in this house hallelujah 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 oh thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah I know if you're not going through something right now, specifically, you may think, well, I wish we could just move along, but let me caution you because we all are going to go through things in life. Every one of us is going to have a time where we're going to need a service like this to get our minds and our hearts and our spirits right. So today may not have meant as much to you as it will mean to somebody else, but let me just... Let me just encourage you to pray for those who were praying today. Encourage those uh, that are praying, that you prayed with, and that you saw today. Because this is, more than anything, this is a family. Amen. The family of God. And we need each other. And I'm not going through anything, I mean, other than this huge headache. I mean, it's not really a big deal, because God's got it. But other than this, I'm not. I mean, I'm not facing horrible tragedy or anything right now. But I'm just going to tell you, I've got family members and friends who are, and I hope that if I ever do go through something, I'll be able to come into a service, and people will be patient and say, "Let God move on him. Let God touch him." Amen. Amen. I know. You could be seated. I, I know it goes without saying, but I'm so thankful. I know re- recently, in the last month or so, we've had several services go a little longer than we normally do. I just want to give a big shout-out. They don't even know it. Some of you are in here, but the rest of them are in the nursery today. I want to give a big shout-out to our nursery workers because they stay in there. Amen. And they help us. They help us by being uh, wonderful with the children and being a blessing, and uh, we're so thankful for all that they do. If you would, take just a moment, pull that connection card out again, look at the back of it. There's some next steps that you can take following our service today. You can.